Hello, everyone. I'm Will Leverson, and this is Sports Spot Weekly. Today's episode, this is the way the game goes. I had an opportunity to attend here recently for the first time, actually, uh, after my time in high school as a real student athlete. I had an opportunity uh, before being back in the area uh, here in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, to even be you know, able to go to a game here. I'd, I'd been in the Navy and just really been back and forth and in the bigness of adulting. I uh, had not quite dedicated an opportunity to go and attend one of the high school games. And so... I went to my high school's, uh, it was a varsity, well, JV up through varsity uh, basketball game there, a home game for Racine. William Horlick High School is where I attended high school. Uh, we were the Rebels um, there, uh, Horlick Rebels there, and uh, that spirit of the uh, scarlet, gray, and white is still flowing quite strong. Had an opportunity to uh buy some tickets and and hopefully some folks were able to uh, be able to come and enjoy the game you know and 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 and, you know you save a couple bucks even getting into the game but what was really rewarding there was in seeing not only uh, my old defensive coach uh, coach scott moldbeck there Uh, coach moldbeck is just retired so it's just in that time frame for those that are in my uh, immediate peer groups or people that are in my immediate sort of circle. It's just in that time of life where now I'm in my middle age and a little bit younger than some where even Coach Machado, our head coach, and, uh, and Coach uh, Staus there, we, we were a bit younger at this point than they were when we were uh, you know, meeting them in life from our high school time on out. But one of the things that was really great in being able to mesh minds at this point in life with Coach Moldbeck, you know, having a sports show and and being able to have that not just a, a sort of fan based or or no sort of active understanding of anyone that could at least compete or what you would have in that space. Um it was great to be able to mesh minds with coach and, you know, share some of our thoughts on the, you know, where professionally things are. And, but as we're having these conversations and coach Fletcher rolled up there, um, and it was a good, good time. But, um, what we were able to see there is that, you know, there's a lot of commentary and it's, understandable from people who have competed in a team-based setting that there are certain understandings of the game that over time and different iterations of of the game the game is going to change that's in anything you know what we like to appreciate on the show is that we always come from the front office aspect or that sort of approach to the game because before a single player 
has stepped a foot on a court or any field. There's the entirety of the sport that they play and then the organization that they are employed by or otherwise perform their professional talents for, man, um, to a high degree, uh, awe-inspiring degrees, man. But before any of these great titan gladiators of our day ply their skills on the quarter field, man, you got the entirety of that around them. And then how that's able to work best for them, just like any other professional pursuit. If you're at a great company that's able to excel and do things within its business segment, it won't matter which one it is. And then you are also very proficient in your skills that high performing job is going to perform well. So far be it be beyond me to say you get a few pro players together that have that skill with the great organization and great things happening, grow that. And then you can, you know, do all the historic stuff and all the analytical stuff that'll, you know, sort of substantiate anything what we're sharing today, you know, as we employ that sports scientific method. So as we're taking a look at the NBA uh, here, uh, which is answering a very important economic business segment question of a, you know, of how to further the connection between delivering the good that is professional United States NBA basketball. I know it's the national, it's not the International Basketball Association, although there are some fantastic history all time uh, occupying the league. I know we think of a lot of things as being here uh, new, but there have been first and second generation immigrant um, peoples who have played in the NBA. And it, it we, you know, it, it's a great thing to be able to appreciate that as a, you know, even all that Bill Russell would go through. Really, man, uh, when you talk about, you know, people who, even in the midst of that, having a business product that goes against even what the larger uh, uh, sort of life is for people in the country that is being presented to. Here's this product at a time when uh, African Americans or just any other non Northern European sort of. Um, you know, if you were any immigrant group outside of some of those tradition, traditional German and Norwegian and Danish and, and those groups there and other, uh, you know, from 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 the UK and such, uh, you well, depending on where you were. Right. If you were Irish, you were looked at a little bit differently. Right. So it all depends on where you came from and where people were looking at you at. But there were still a lot of folks who uh, weren't able to even for the NBA being a thing that has a Bill Russell and has, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and of course, Kareem occupying a stretch of time, Oscar Robertson, all these guys, uh, Bob Lanier, anybody that you're going to put on any appreciation uh, for the NBA before our most recent modern time. You know, I think we sort of really, aren't able to because things are look the way they do where we have a Nikola Jokic playing in the same league as a LeBron James and there aren't massive instances or, or, or where people just don't want to see that happen. So 
I know that things are where they are, but the growth of the game, where this game, you know, just the way the game goes, is that right now we do have a lot of great athletes, as I'm looking at, and of course, coaches are there, they they get to see this stuff day in, day out, you know, so, but I'm sitting up here looking at all these great young athletes, man, and it's not that they're not being coached, and that players just aren't getting things just the same way that we're going to see now that the NBA presentation is different. The people who are consuming the NBA, uh, the sales numbers don't lie. They haven't lied since people have been using them to make money, so they won't ever not lie. But the way that it goes, even for my relics in time peer group of the millennials or We've changed so many different generations. I thought we were one thing. Now we're something else. I want to be I want to be the new boomers is what I want to be. Hopefully they some sociologist gets that and they take that and they're able to market that. And then we start calling us the millennials, the new boomers. And then we knew we moved the actual millennials to the people who were born in the new millennium uh, there. So maybe that'll shift here in the next. To, I, I'll, I'll predict that we'll be the new boomers here in about the next uh, eight years or so. They're going to shift that time in a little bit there uh, as they shift um, the way they look at the world and that. But the sales numbers don't lie. There are more still of my peer group's parents and some of those people in our older generation, grandparents. There's still some folks that are still quite around and kicking. There's more of those people Less of my peer group in all and there's more of all of our kids because there are still the Robert De Niro's of the world who are not in my peer group that are in the older portion of even my mother's peer group. See what I'm saying? That are still able to and Alec Baldwin. This is not just because, oh, you're just using those examples. Go in your neighborhood. And if Gucci got to make a joke in a song that it's your granddaddy, baby sister. I forget how he said that, man. <laughs> but for real, man, uh, your, your granddaddy's a uh, 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 mistress, man. You know what I'm saying? So you really do have a different intersection when it comes to all of our children. <laughs> Not all my children. I got two. You know what I'm saying? But... All of our children, the way the sales data works out, there's more older people than people that like myself. And there's more of all the children that we in those two peer groups have produced, along with the younger iterations that are down on our spectrum. So the people that are the consumers, remember, we're always going to appreciate when someone that has a mind for being a best in the segment and will always appreciate the little bit of understanding that we were able to gather uh, there from mine there, that gentleman uh, there, Damon John, through his outreach and business teachings there, not from any direct sort of thing there, but the gentleman has probably helped grow business and not been given credit for it. Maybe there'll be some Netflix show on the work that he had done uh, there on the periphery of what we see from the Shark Tank show. But thank you, sir for uh you know even putting out a a, a, a a six a 30 a 36 of the mind that has come together uh, for yourself there uh, because there 
the numbers don't lie. The discipline doesn't lie. If you have to sell a product, you have to find the people to sell the product to charge people for it. Okay. Or you're going to have to sell more of that product. If you do some semblance of all three, hey, you're going to navigate that. But there ain't no other ways of making money. So what the NBA has done is they're marketing their product toward the people who are going to be alive to consume the product, man. And that is the people who they're not playing the games out pickups. There's still people that are playing basketball in the gyms and stuff. But as far as it being, you know, an outside themed world, it's not just COVID, man. COVID is just a, a milestone in that. It's a major milestone, man. If you are driving down a long road, knowing that you're going to get to an end, you know, where this, where this thing got a beginning <laughs> and it's got a great little story for us, right? The life that we're alive living, man. But the ending was always there that, you know, that there is an eventuality to this ending, what we're able to appreciate in one way or another. And you can throw up any song up there where you, you know, we can be a rolling stone, man, and, you know, uh, dust in the wind, whatever you want to call it, man. But the th fact of the matter is this, is that the NBA, with their recent statement of uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, who, of course, is going to be commissioner here for a uh, into another generation of consumers, has laid at least a bit of um, you know mind framework around you know and a culturing toward the National Basketball Association not just growing the game internationally but also taking a look at the developmental aspects of the game which I will tell you this apart from the outstanding coaching that is being done for these athletes that are there were folks filling in, at least on the JV team, and, you know, varsity was varsity. Man, the Case Eagles in Racine, Wisconsin. I've got to tell you this. It was, it was refreshing being a uh, up-and-coming sports new media storyteller, really, is what we are. To have an opportunity to go to this I uh, was there to watch Horlick but case the case Eagles here um, and uh, of course in a spot of bad and poor journalism work I didn't get any of the rosters uh, there from the game I'm sure I can go and get those and we'll we'll definitely do that as we'll, we'll, we'll do a follow-up there as the uh, Wisconsin uh, high school basketball season in ending getting to their their playoffs and such so seeing as how the things pan out and, and you know and, and, and see where we're at with the Eagles but uh, great team defense by this high school team I know there's a lot uh, sometimes you celebrate it emulate success you know and especially when you're a young athlete and you want to you know be the best but the case Eagles were closed out on defense they were like watching a little Boston Celtics team. Now, you know, I know we're going to say, oh, you know, hyperbole, but I'm just giving, you know, from what if it was me being a young athlete and I wanted to be like a team that was good, 
those guys were out there closing out playing team defense, man. Uh, there was a point in early in the game where they were, you know, finding the way Horlick had got out to a, a bit of a, a, a early lead. Uh, shout out, man, to those guys uh, there for playing definitely uh, at the level of their opponent and not just going away into the night. Uh, it's not just that case was just a superior team, but that those young guys being invested in defense like that and it not being like a, a show sort of thing. Um, those guys are playing defense to win. And as long as they keep that, uh, th that'll be an interesting team to watch for Wisconsin high school basketball. But uh, just the NBA and looking at those young players and seeing the players that are out there giving the effort. There's a point guard, man, for Horlick, number three. Uh, he had, if if I could say, man, look, there's a there's a young Chris Paul esque kind of, you know, where you can see definitely some influence there on the guy trying to make decisions. It was fun to watch that high school game and seeing them guys invested in the playing the game, and that is why it is important. And I do hope from that whole front office aspect, okay, before we get to, you know, some criticisms of AAU, from what I seen last night, man, these young guys out here love this game. And should the NBA be able to find the right pathway to where there is zero room for exploitation of young talent, if they're able to make it work, it could be beyond the historic. And please believe me when I tell you this, that there are ways to move the needle economically. Man, it have been that way since there have been people making money on this planet. OK, when you look at the, the washed Wolf of Wall Street moving, they talk about the bubbles and all of that. What the NBA finding an investment into a development and then being able to, as far as the 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 monetary aspect of it, being able to meaningfully be impactful in people's lives just beyond the talent to have it where there are opportunities apart from the other professional aspects of the NBA of having any periphery into these neighborhoods will be one of the single most economically viable things that may improve some areas, sustain others, or just drastically change the relationship economically that people have in some areas where uh, a strong NBA presence, uh, like in urban, not just urban areas, but yes, in areas that are great sports consumer areas where there's also on the periphery though like i said just think about in the in the greater midwest not just the area where i'm from here wisconsin and illinois and michigan and all of that okay but like the oklahomas nebraska's texas panhandles man the dakotas you know idaho Ohio, even man, all there are some great opportunities for the game to really be meaningful and impactful for folks. Uh, the Buffalo, New Yorks, you know, these areas where uh, 
anywhere, man, in Virginia, man. You know where you're going to have in any of the Carolinas. You know, could you imagine? You know, the NBA, uh, where where you know there there's there's pools of talent. There's all this great energy already there. Just sort of needs to that watering there of such a fertile ground, man. So Adam Silver's comments that were highlighted by the gentleman. When I say highlighted, shared on. Uh, the gentleman's Twitter feed, uh, Colin Coward. Uh, it was a a uh, a bit of a. It wasn't a direct quoting, but should the information be, you know, anywhere uh, that is valid toward the energy and the intent of the NBA to really be on a path where they're going to grow the game into a developmental aspect for young players. It'll be one of the single best investments that has been made by a business entity in this nation in recent time that will, you know, uh, I think bring some equity into the investment of so many of those personalities that we named before the Bill Russell's imagine having a world where this NBA that he played in and, 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 you know, and consumers that didn't even, you know, fans of the game that made his life not as enjoyable as even being, you know, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, but certainly gave uh, that gentleman grief when they didn't have to be that way. You know, now come to a world not long after his passing where the NBA will have it where in a neighborhood that's apart from, you know, suburbia where the game is consumed, that that same investment by those consumers is now being applied, you know, apart from just charitable work, but actual work that that's that's beautiful. And I hope that that's something that we're able to as Sportslandia um, citizens here be able to really get behind support um i know that like the usfl and xfl and things so man there are some things that are able to grow but we as consumers it's up to us well it's up to us we got to take control i know that was on you know the ghostbusters song you know movie and i know that was a bobby brown song but for real it's up to us man as sports consumers, we have to respond better to the products that are out there. You know, if we want the WNBA to be successful, we can't just talk about it. We have to, you know, go. And if the NBA is finding ways, like through the all-star game, it should be an all-star game of all-stars from the WNBA and that we've just proven that, you know, as far as competing, man. So I, you know, no, there, there's, there's a pathway there, especially with the play of the All Star Game, to still have some some competitiveness between the two. And I believe it should be All Stars if there's going to be a. Uh, it should be true All Stars. There shouldn't even be a celebrity All Star Game. There should not be a celebrity All Star Game. It should be such a privilege for the NBA All-Star game that as far as the teams and the way that they pick, 
I do believe that fans should still have some input, you know, whether it be symbolic or figurehead or like how we give to the territories, for real, the U.S. territories where, yes, they still do vote on things. Their votes matter. Their voices being at the table matter. But the NBA All-Star Game should be something that amongst the community of the writers and reporters, the athletes themselves, coaches, front office staffs, and such, they should have the say on who is an NBA All-Star. But the fans in in filling out a 13-person roster on each team should the NBA All-Stars in the league kind of sign off to it. There can be you know, four, maybe four spots occupied by a fan chosen fan all-star. Could you imagine, you know, the fans all voting for, I don't know, uh, a Kip Harrington or something, you know, I just pulled out Kip Harrington, man. You know, they vote for Kip Harrington. Uh, they vote for, um, uh, uh, Idris Elba. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say, hey, man, I want to see Idris hoop. Uh, heck, they vote for Shannon Sharp instead of being the coach. You know, they vote for Shannon Sharp to go out, going on out there and play some basketball and, and, and then Cat Williams or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, if fans want that kind of thing, then, yeah, if the NBA says, you know what, on each team we give, like, two or three spots to fan you know what I'm saying? Fan all-stars. And that could be anybody. It could be an all it could be an NBA all-star. You know what I'm saying? The fans like, dang, you know, we want to see uh 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 Shay Shay, you know, be if Shay's not voted in or something like that. Shay Gilgers Alexander, man, or or Chet Holmgren or Victor. You know what I'm saying? If they stand if they don't want to see them as a rookie all like they it could be stuff like that. And that's a healthy Thing and it's not saying that all fans don't know what they talk about. It just gives the pros. It gives it more of a solemn thing for them, to where you know it's not like a gimmick. Like for them, they say, "Hey, you know, amongst us, this guy's an all star." And you know what? If that looks like Draymond Green as opposed to Nikola Jokic being voted as an all star because of the guys in the league say, "You know what? No." This guy, man, work, you know, man, he give me work when I'm out there. This dude is an all-star. Like, they say, no, you know, guys like that don't get voted in. But, you know, uh, Lori Markkinen or somebody uh, uh, there um, that's able to to, 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 to be like another uh, another valid guy. You know, like, for example, like Drew, what if guys in the league say, no, man, you know what? As far as an all-star is Drew Holiday, like, if those guys have that say and able to vote, you know, amongst themselves, I'm sure it won't be, I, it, I, I, I'm more than certain, it won't be much different from what a writer would say, from what a, a you know, they can maybe even allow some podcasters, I don't, you know, just really just to make it, as inclusive, you know, and I'm not, you know, just saying because, you know, like just because we have a great show, really not just bigging ourselves up. But seriously, if there is a pathway for the growth outside of the norm and, and, and to really um, make a impact beyond what the current professional impact is, there are pathways to doing that 
where we're not saying, oh, pay some guy that, you know, just because he has a decent show, pay him to make a vote. No. But what that would do for someone like that outside of a monetary thing is, oh, man, the NBA thought this dude was had such a great insight they let him vote in there. You see that it's a different way to approach that where it's not all about money. We live in a world where that sort of thing is, is, is man, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. We had just recently hit a number and I don't know if it's just the way that Twitter works now, you know, or X, uh, the way that that works. And this is no diatribe against it. I mean, I use the product to promote the show as best as I can, but, um, I know that there are some functionalities that just are a bit different. So I'd like to have the opportunity to engage as best as I can, especially folks listening to the show. And I do appreciate uh, greatly as your host, uh, the listening and the sharing of the show. Once again, this is not my show I present. This is your show you listen to. I'm your host. I'm just sharing you know, in the information, once again, in the interest of our little appeal of our sports scientific method, that conversation is already being had. We're just picking it up where we're all thinking about it and presenting it, you know, uh, there. So I thank you all for listening, uh, for sure. Uh, but what I will say, as far as the way that this, you know, just the way that the game goes, um, the game is going in a great direction, the game of basketball. Looking at, once again, these young athletes being engaged in the game the way that they are, where, you know, they may not be playing all out in the street and doing that. You know, maybe they are only playing when they're at school, you know, in the gym and such. But there's still a lot of raw, a lot of raw talent out there. And if there are concerns that there are certain fundamentals not being taught to have people ready at a different level. Um, it's a great, it's just a lot of great conversations, man. Could you imagine the few facilities that will be built and the few people that will be employed in those facilities that will be geared toward training young talent where guys can, you know, go into their high school situations a little bit better, compete, you know, and then we get some, you know, the case Eagles being, you know, that, that being more of a norm and these, see, there are different ways that we can arrive at that, that don't sound like, oh, it's not being done. Well, there are things that are being done. There's things that have been done. There are things that certainly need to improve in any aspect of any life that we're going to share between each other, between, you know, being folks, you know, outside of the time that we share here together, these moments, and then we go to our day um, and then we, you know, we, we you know, have those introspective, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, things that you just think about throughout the day. I normally say that's when I become a power ranger and go daydream or something, man. And, you know, uh, uh, but really, uh, it's just a great direction that Adam Silver, once again, this is no glowing praise of any one person. These measures haven't been taken. It's only a conversation now. We don't start counting things good until someone's there and counting money and, and, and working, you know, or go see Wisconsin and Foxconn or Microsoftconn or whatever is going to become out there of a great instance of just not 
man, it ain't that ain't just missing the ball there, man. That's a whole another thing, and we we don't for the sake of the show. But if you want to know what it is like to not fully have a commitment to such a large undertaking, that's why we're stating this. This once again, we don't just present stuff in some glowing praise, man. Adam Silver's comments are great comments. That's what they are. We're just sharing the esteem of a commitment toward that. But it could also just sort of be just for the mind of somebody that just got a longer term contract and is thinking all these great things and we never see those things come to fruition. So once again, this isn't some presentation. Oh, this is going to happen because somebody said it and they seem to have such a well-meaning face. That's not <laughs> that's not what this is. But the commitment has to be there, a great commitment. Um, it doesn't need lip service. It needs action and activity is what we're going to always, you know, it's not just all oh, not understanding the landscape and you got to risk factors. Look, this is the guy who used to sell cars. Okay. Somebody's going to pull that trigger and pull that trigger. The only other reason why they ain't is that that commitment wasn't there from the beginning. They well, somebody had to make them decide to buy a car, the car lot that they were at the when you're when you want to buy a car somewhere you're going to buy a car there and sometimes people just as in their you know far be it beyond me the host of this show that have worked in sales and retail and such to know that there are people that have to be made that buying decision has to be made by someone other than them you grow that conversation out from there whether it be oh man you know what i'm buying this for my you know, hey, this is just the way it goes, man, because this my wife gonna wanna know what's going people do that, man. It it happens. These and it's not these, but this is the same species that had a hard time with hey man, put on a condom, it's a deadly disease out there. Some deadly disease is. People had a hard time with that. He's the same species of walking sentient being on the earth okay these same beings that had a problem human beings we are human beings we die for real because people couldn't handle hey man it's a deadly virus out there put on a mask so you don't maybe get the virus and do you know people had a hard time with that? So far be it be beyond me to make up your mind to put on a condom or a mask that is just, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. You just know how to sell stuff to people. You got people that would that, that, that cut to people for, for, for some weed or for something to smoke on. They go to the bar to drink. They can't make up their mind. Bartender got to make up their mind. Oh, you just recommend something. So far be it be beyond me to tell you that there are people who need their minds made up for them, okay? And sometimes those people that need their minds made up are the very powers that are. Like say, Adam Silver arriving at that decision isn't just some rosy, oh my God, I can't believe how good. It's a business decision and it's a great business decision. It needs to be made. Like I say, no. You can pull that trigger. You go pull that trigger, man. It's, you're going to be about that if you're going to be about that. You grow that conversation out from there. Put it in any aspect of that. I don't care if you're getting ready to, to start a relationship. 
begin planting, you know, Sweet Williams and such. No self, no shameless self-promotion there. Petunias and peonies, okay? Tulips or turnips. If you're going to begin doing something, baby, you're going to do that. I don't care what somebody is going to tell you. You're going to talk about it. You're going to be about it. That's how some people is. Some people just move. You know what I'm saying? They get an idea on something. They're going to move with it. They ain't going to talk about it. And that's fine, too. But you got people who, yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. And they go out there and do it. So that's what we're telling Adam Silver. Thank you for the commitment. Go out there and do it now. It's well needed. I'm not going to lie, sitting here and lie to you, tell you that it's not. And we're not talking about the skill of young. Get that out your head. These are some fantastic athletes out here, man. They are consumers of a game different than the people that, you know, birthed them. Just is. We don't make telephone calls the same way, guys, that we have in any of our understanding, okay? And it's going to change to something before we're all gone. It's going to change to something that's going to be even more crazy than somebody picking up a thing back in the day. Could you imagine back in the day, the only way you can get a message out to somebody, right, is you're going to have to, you know, walk over there, ride over there, hear about it or something. And then the people tell you, no, man, you put this thing in your house. You call the operator going to put you through to the person that you What's the operator. They operate the got doggone phone switchboard, man. You call somebody and it ring, ring. You talk to this person with a blue your mind. So from that point of the operator to what we have now, boy, it's going to be something that's going to blow our minds for real. Hopefully ain't no nuclear bomb that blow our minds. That's a different blowing your mind. That's a different topic for a different time. A whole different set of stuff there. But yeah, man, it's uh and also when we talk about developing things outside of that, one of the things we're going to have to and I know we're getting late in the show and it's not to gloss over things that have happened, but we did just have another unfortunate instance where people chose to do violence at a, at an event and in the heart of a person who have campaigned for office has that mind for your civics for being civically engaged what i would tell you is this is that absolutely the rules of society the regime norms have never been quite spelled out for how we respond to these things. You know, there's, you know, trials and such, but there really is no clear delineation of things like, hey, this happens, man, this is what is going to end up being. I heard a gentleman on a um, nationally televised show in, in just in response to the mass conflagration, the shooting that happened at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade where young people chose gun violence. It's not video games. It's not just that. There's a lot that gets involved with how we pursue the fulfillment of what we say is justice or judicial system where, like I said, we have. But there isn't any clear delineation there are certain things, once again, that it is innocent until proven guilty because we have to, in the, you know, when they talk about all the big words and such, right, just the way they handle evidence and, and apply the law. 
But there does need to be a focus on safety, NBA, in the growth of this commitment that there needs to be also a focus, man, a great focus on safety. And it's not just gun safety and such. Of course, the safety of the facilities with these young people, okay? I'm going to say this. Please, let's not pretend like we don't know. That's why I say, it's great to have a commitment, baby. But what you're talking about and how that gets done and the speed of it, because there need there is a speed that needs to be to this commitment. I'm going to tell you this. You couldn't have picked a better time to buy that commitment, Mr. Silver. But let's not pretend like safety and security does not need to be, if not one of the cornerstone key components of this thing. It needs to be the fulcrum of what we're building this off of, the safety of these young players, which is going to include being able to properly secure these facilities and you cannot do that alone. So I'm willing to say that Mr. Silver, the commitment is great. Let's start now. Um, because it's not just going to be a, 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 you're the NBA, you can do it because of the, a lot of the things on the periphery of such a business commitment, you're going to need to really make sure that this is an inclusive effort and that there's people who um, are going to really need to be at the forefront of this. But let's hope for the best. Let's shoot for the stars. I'm Will Leverson. This has been another episode of Sports by Weekly. Please be safe and enjoy.